Kia ora koutou, it's Stephen Day here from the Walking Access Commission, Arahikoe Aotearoa and I'm back with Sam Newton from Recreation Aotearoa and we're going to talk about the Health and Safety at Work Act because there's been a bit of a myth amongst landowners and others that they are liable for the health and safety of people on their land for recreation purposes, anglers, walkers, orienteers and the likes. So uh, welcome Sam. Thank you. Great to be here. <laughs> You've been working on obtaining a policy clarification from WorkSafe on recreational access to private and public land. Uh, what's the backstory to that? Well, it really ramped up after the Health and Safety at Work Act was introduced in 2015, but even prior to that, we noticed various examples of landowners or managers denying recreational access on the basis of sort of perceived legal liability around health and safety. It sort of seems that there's a lot of misconceptions and myths around the Health and Safety at Work Act that resulted in access being denied. You know, you, you see it all the time. Some land managers feel very at risk or exposed to liability when confronted with their choice to allow people across their land. Okay, do you have an example of that? Probably the best example and the one that kind of triggered this work was the closure of the Auckland Grammar Rock Wall a few years back. So within the grounds of Auckland Grammar up in Auckland, there is a, a former quarry, which for many years has served as a fantastic venue for rock climbing. So at about that time, I think it was about 2016, Auckland Grammar obtained some legal advice on allowing access and what would happen if there was an accident on, in, at that crag. Broadly, that legal advice came back, and I'm paraphrasing here, was you'd probably be okay, but the Health and Safety at Work Act is new and it hasn't been tested in court, so there is a risk that you could be prosecuted. So that's correct, that's not bad legal advice. Lawyers are obliged to outline, outline risks, however small. So the rock climbing wall ended up being closed. Yeah, that's right, and that, and that really triggered some action from us at Recreation Aotearoa and also John Palmer, who was the president of the New Zealand Alpine Club. Yep. After quite a bit of badgering around this issue, they did convene a hui of affected stakeholders in, in Wellington. Um, various organisations were uh, invited along and represented. Walking Access was there, for example. Uh, federated mountain clubs, federated farmers, four-wheel drive associations. And what was the outcome of that hui? <laughs> well, we, it was sort of made the realisation that many landowners or managers, they were getting legal advice on recreational access. They were actually going to the lawyer on this stuff, especially after 2015. And often that was unhelpful, or at least very risk adverse. But even worse than that, where also a lot of people were getting some really bad advice, not even legal advice, from unqualified sources. Like farmers would be going to get their legal advice from their accountant, or a bloke down at the pub, or a mate at the barbecue. And those kind of myths and misconceptions will be promulgated like, um, you'll get sued, or Osh will come after you, despite Osh not having existed for the yeah. last 20 years or whatever. So that was really unhelpful. Um, but it was it was it was good to understand that that stuff was going on. So you know, ultimately, out of that hui, a, a mechanism called a policy clarification was decided upon. When you sort of look at the act closely, it is quite clear that there there wasn't any intent to hold PCBUs liable for recreational activity on their land in the way that it's been misperceived. The problem really wasn't the act; it was misconceptions around the act. And just for clarification, uh, PCBUs is a technical legal term, uh, but yeah. in this case we're talking essentially about landowners and land managers. <coughs> That's aren't we? right. Yeah, it's persons um, conducting a business undertaking. So, yeah, it, it's it's broader than just um, businesses. Um, it can also be you know non-profits, or whatever. But yeah, it's it's essentially in this case people who are managing or owning the land. And you got there. 
Yeah, yeah, and just in the last few weeks, actually. And the policy clarification is, is crystal clear. PCBUs don't have to manage the risks of the recreational activity. If someone accesses their land for recreation and hurts themselves as a result of that recreation activity, the PCBU who provided access isn't responsible. The policy clarification also has some really helpful frequently asked questions, FAQs, and they're on the WorkSafe website as well. So they're on our website too, and we're really pleased to see them because they accord almost exactly with what we've been saying for the last four years. So <laughs> yeah. it's nice to see the two sets of advice aligning. Yeah. Um, what do you think the outcomes will be? Well, with regard to negotiating recreational access, there's still no substitute for respectful communication. I, I recall a previous podcast that you've put up um, with Grant Hunter, who does sort of organises Rogans, and he makes the point, and it's a completely valid point, that when negotiating access with landowners, it's, it's respectful communication. So that doesn't change. Land managers and landowners still have the property rights. They still have the right to say no, so we need to understand that. But this policy clarification is really just a tool for people to use to allay concerns or ease the anxiety of the landowners who feel, I don't know, exposed to health and safety risk. So hopefully it'll clear up some misconceptions. Okay, thanks for your time, Sam. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, just encourage people to download the clarification and um, utilise it to negotiate good recreational access. Good luck. And be polite. <laughs> Absolutely. Cheers. Thanks.